hello everyone welcome back uh to another asmr episode of capes and japes um not not on my end um but on briars at least i mean look sometimes the room that you are in is right next to the guest room where your nephew is napping hey 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 the room where it nappens. Oh. <laughs> that's 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 as good as you're gonna get for this whole episode. Just you can just stop now. I used up all <laughs> all of my energy coming up with that great joke. <sighs> um but okay, uh Briar is doing ASMR. I am not. Um I am uh here to tell you about some comic books, um, as we love to do. Uh, we've just, uh, gone on a real, uh, whirlwind tour through the Green Lanterns, uh, learned a lot about ourselves. Look. <laughs> in the process. Look. Um. In the words of one of, uh, the people in my TNT group, you gotta get that man out of your head. <laughs> We'll do, we should do, we should do the Green Lanterns, I guess, since we haven't done them in 130 episodes. It, and Ridiculous. I can't believe that it's like, yeah, I guess Green, Lan Green Lanterns, neither one of us really care about them. I mean, Guy Gardner gets punched in the face by Batman, and that's good, and then here I am now, like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Um, oh, but who are we but, talking about instead? We've done a lot yes, of Green Lanterns. No, we, we've done a lot of Green Lanterns, and we need to stop uh, talking about them before we are both uh, consumed. So we're gonna detour over to Marvel, um, and we are gonna have a chat about Misty Knight, um, who is uh. Very cool. Some people might recognize from uh, the Netflix Marvelverse. She was in Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and I think she was in Defenders. I did watch Defenders, but it was in uh, sort of like like a single sitting haze um, with a friend, so uh, I didn't yeah. retain a lot of it. Um, but I'm pretty sure she was in it um but uh before she was in that she was in some comic books um so uh she was created in uh 1975 um by uh tony isabella and arvel jones um uh who were, uh, this was her first, like, actual appearance, was in 1975 in, uh, Marvel Premiere, which was one of those anthology series where, like, as you could probably guess from the name, they would, like, introduce new characters. Um, but, uh, later, uh, they later retconned in, um, 
that she actually, there had been an issue of a Marvel team-up a few years earlier. The first issue of Marvel team-up, I think, um, where Spider-Man and the Human Torch um, stopped the Sandman from uh, mugging people at Christmas. Um, Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, and there was a, uh, one of the people who they, uh, stopped the Sandman, uh, from mugging, um, looked like Misty Knight, even though this came out a few years earlier. Um, so it was later retconned into canon that that actually was Misty Knight, um, and that, uh, you know, it doesn't have a lot of bearing on anything. It's just a cute story that one time Spider-Man and the Human Torch uh, stopped the Sandman from mugging her, and she just she just didn't tell him, like, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, Can you imagine being a superhero and just being, like, in your civilian clothes and getting mugged, and one of your friends comes and saves you, and you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, I mean, I think I had it, but, like, cool. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the creative team on that, like, Marvel team-up issue, uh, Roy Thomas and Ross Andrew sort of also have credit for creating Misty Knight, um, even though it's, like, uh, uh, Tony Isabella and Arvel Jones are the ones who, like, really conceptualize the character. Um... So, uh, she's introduced in, uh, 1975, which is just a, uh, few years after, uh, Luke Cage, um, who we've talked about before on the show, you should go listen to the Luke Cage episode, um, but, uh, like Luke Cage, um, was very, uh, heavily influenced by uh 70s black exploitation films um which was if you if you're not familiar with this there's like a lot of like film historians that will explain this better um but was a uh a genre of like kind of like B movie like uh you know exploitation films were just, like, designed to, like, appeal to a specific group of people and make as much money as possible. Um, and so black exploitation films, like, specifically starred, you know, black characters and black actors and occupy sort of a weird place in history because on the one hand, they were mostly being made by white people and there's a lot of stereotypes but also they were, like, you know, some of the first movies to actually, like, feature, like, black people as, like, the main protagonists and, like, center stories around them. Um, so it's kind of weird and complicated. Um, but, uh, definitely (laughs) go talk to some, like, actual, like, film historians, um, about it. But, uh, Misty, uh, was inspired by, uh, the popularity of that trend. Um, and unlike Luke Cage, who, uh, has, like, as time has gone on, um, like, taken on just, like, a much more 
like, subdued look, uh, lost kind of the little, like, tiara thing and the sort of open shirt, and now he mostly just kind of wears, like, normal clothes. A t-shirt, jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's all gonna get, you know, ripped up anyways, because he's gonna be charging into stuff with his (laughs) unbreakable skin. Um... But, uh, Misty's design has, uh, remained pretty, like, uh, 70s-inspired. Um, she's had, like, a couple different outfits, but, like, her most recognizable look that it seems to always go back to is, um, she's got, like, a very, like, uh, big, big afro, uh, hoop earrings, um, and, like, a skin-tight red outfit, um, which has gone through a few different permutations. Like, sometimes it's, like, more, like, kind of, like, combat-ready with, like, it's got, like, you know, harnesses and stuff on it, and sometimes it's just, like, a catsuit. But, um, the basic look has stayed pretty much the same. Um, and also a cool metal arm. Nice. Um, nice. Um... In addition to uh the kind of black exploitation films, they also drew some inspiration um from kung fu movies, which were very popular at the time and which also obviously heavily influenced uh Iron Fist um and Colleen Wing, who are both characters that like interact with Misty a lot. We'll get to Colleen uh next week. Um but so, uh, she does a lot of, like, martial arts stuff, um, especially early on. Um, but, uh, so, Misty Knight, um, full name, uh, Mercedes Knight, which is very cool, um, uh, has, doesn't have, like, a, a superhero name, um, which, again, Misty Knight is a pretty cool name, um, and you probably wouldn't come up with something cooler than that. I- I know I wouldn't. Uh, I absolutely would not. Um, so, uh, Misty Knight starts out as a, uh, detective, uh, with the NYPD. Um, she's, uh, born and raised in New York. She, uh, is- a very, like, uh, competent, uh, police officer and detective. Um, she, uh, her partner, uh, Raphael Scarf, or Scarfe, um, is, uh, also kind of, like, shows up, uh, throughout, like, comics to kind of, like, uh, a lot of the time help out and do, like, actual legal stuff to aid the vigilante thing that, uh, Misty and whoever she's working with are doing. Um, but, uh, she also, um, she meets, uh, Colleen while she's on the force. Um, they're, uh, they become very close friends very quickly and remain so throughout their, uh, their superheroing. Um, but, 
uh, after this, you know, like, promising career, like, impressive rise through the ranks, um, during a, uh, a, an attempt to stop a, uh, bomb attack, there was, like, a bomb placed in the bank, um, she, uh, she tries to, uh, dispose of the bomb, it, it explodes, and it, uh, blows her right arm off. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't know how he hears about this, or, like, I don't know if it's established in canon how this happens, or if she just, like, tell, because I think this is happening, like, this is all her backstory, like, when she's, like, she's introduced with her cool arm. Yeah. So I don't know if she just, like, tosses this all out. Um, but, uh, Tony Stark somehow finds out about this cool thing she did and how she saved a bunch of people from a bomb and, like, you know, heroically risked her own life. Um. You know what? That deserves a reward. Yeah, and he goes, I'm Tony Stark. I know what'll make this better. Um, and builds her a sweet bionic arm. Um, because he's Tony, and that's what he knows how to do. Um, honestly, probably one of his more heartfelt gifts. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, he, <laughs> Tony's like, what would I want? Well, a cool robot arm. Um, I just think, like, if you, you are in the hospital and, uh, you've lost your arm, um, you know, it's a very traumatic thing. You're, like, trying to think about, like, how you go about your life from this point on. And then, uh, fucking, like, (laughs) Elon Musk walks in and goes, like, hey, pretty cool thing you did. I made you this arm. You're like, what? <laughs> Just still recovering in the hospital. Hey, you don't know me. Well, I mean, you might know of me. But anyway, cool arm, right? Check this shit out. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, so her, uh, her arm, this, like, uh, first incarnation. Spoilers, it goes through several. Um, but this first incarnation of her bionic arm is, uh, mostly just, like, uh, it's, like, it's stronger than a regular arm would be, but, like, the rest of her body is still as strong as it normally would, so she can't, like, lift a car with her arm because, like, you know, the rest of her muscles wouldn't be able to support it. Um... But she can, like, do things like punch very hard with it or, like, you know, like, crush things. Um, so, like, a a pretty, you know, as far as, like, superpowers go, more just, like, kind of a fun perk. To be fair. You know, yes. I feel like Tony was like, oh, I can add all this cool shit. And then he was like, tone it down, Tony. Yeah. Tone it down. This is just this is just a woman. Like you're not making an arm for one of your superhero pals. Like yeah, is she gonna is want just a... rocket launchers? Probably not. <laughs> Get it together, Tony. Um but so uh after this uh after this accident, 
um, she's offered a, uh, desk job, uh, with the NYPD, um, which she, oh, there's a spider on my rug. Hello, oh, hello don't crawl on me while I'm recording, please. Later, spider. Yeah, um, she's offered a desk job with the NYPD, um, which she, uh, does not want because she wants to be, you know, out in the field, like, tossing bombs around, you know, like, uh... She's like, look, I got a cool new metal arm, I can definitely pick up a bomb this time. They're like, we don't, we don't want you to pick up more bombs! Um, so she ends up, uh, leaving the NYPD, um, uh, talking to her, uh, her good friend Colleen Wing, and saying, uh, so Colleen, uh, you and I are both, uh, extremely power spider no um extremely powerful uh competent women um they like team up to like fight some like organized crime in like hong kong um and she's like i have a great idea we can start our own uh private detective agency um and uh this private detective agency is called uh Nightwing Restorations. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. Because, like, night and wing, obviously. Um, but with a K. Night. Yeah. K-night. Um, which I think, like, I'm not sure when this happened, if this was, like, before Dick Grayson became Nightwing in DC or not. Um... It doesn't matter really, but it's a it's it, a good name. More people should use it. It's it's a great name. It sounds really good. Um so the uh the two of them start up a uh private detective agency. Um and Colleen at this point had like uh already been involved with uh Danny Rand's Iron Fist, um, and had been like working with him. Um, and this, uh, cult, uh, attacks Colleen, um, and Misty goes, uh, to help her out, uh, and sees Danny there, who's also there to help out, um, and assumes he's part of the cult, and, uh, starts trying to beat the shit out of him, and he's like, no, no, stop, wait, stop, 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 um. (laughs) I'm trying to help, I'm trying to help, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help, please, oh, your arm is so strong. Um, but, uh, um, which is a very good meet-cute, because they do end up dating. Um. Hey, remember when I thought that you were part of a cult, and I tried to beat you up? Yeah, good times. Great, great memories that we all shared. Anyway, pass the salt. (laughs) Honestly, um... So, uh, she helps Danny, uh, uh, you know, rescue, uh, Colleen, um, and stays in touch with him, helps him out with, uh, some other stuff. Um, she, uh, she and Colleen at one point, um, go up against the supervillain, uh, the Steel Serpent. Um, who's, like, uh, an Iron Fist, like, uh, Kunlun 
villain, um, and he apparently sarcastically, uh, refers to, uh, Misty and Colleen as the daughters of the dragon, which, like, I don't know why you would sarcastically give your superhero enemies, like, the coolest nickname you could think of. Maybe he is like, he's like, ugh, I'm gonna fight against these people again. I want it to sound cool whenever I'm like, ugh, yeah, I gotta go fight the daughters of the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on, the daughters of the dragon showed up again. Ugh, terrible. So glad I named him something cool. Um... But they do start, uh, going by this name, um, just, like, casually, because it's a dope name. Um, she also, uh, she meets Luke Cage, um, I think at the same time Luke meets, like, Iron Fist for the first time, which is, like, uh, the villain, uh, Bushmaster kidnaps, uh, Luke's love interest, Claire Temple, and I think, like, one of his other friends, and is like, go kill Iron Fist for me, or I'll kill your friends. And Luke's like, ah, oh, damn it. All right. Because I gotta kill Iron Fist. Um, Let me guess. They uh, team up instead. Yeah, surprise! Uh, they, they team up, and they become best friends. Um, but Misty is also, like, involved with helping to convince Luke to not kill Iron Fist and uh just be his best friend instead and then they're best friends literally for the rest of their lives and Luke names his uh daughter after him so allegedly yes uh we can never know for sure um so uh yeah and then after that at some point Luke and Danny form the heroes for hire and I don't think, like, Misty is technically part of that, but she helps them out all the time because she's their cool friend with a bionic arm and they need her. And they love spending time with her. They love to spend time with their friends. Um, she also, uh, at one point works as a paralegal, um, for Nelson and Murdoch. Um. Very good. Which is very good. Does she know at that point that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, or is it just very fun? That's a good question, um, because it said that she does also help Daredevil fight crimes, so I assumed that she did, but it would be very funny if she was working as a paralegal, and then also, by night, she was helping her friend Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and she had no idea that they were the same person. And Matt's like, I don't know, I th- I thought maybe it was you, but it could have also been a completely different Misty Knight who seemed the exact same. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Also, how do you, like, walk <laughs> into the break room one day and be like, so, fun time last night, huh? And not get yourself punched by a cool metal arm. <laughs> Oh, basically. Um, she also, um, I think she lives with Jean Grey, um, for a little while, um, and, uh, helps out the X-Men, uh, with some stuff. Um. Like a cool roommate situation? 
like a cool fun roommate situation um, comics need more superheroes just living together to, to cut like down they on rent. Super do. Like, can you imagine? Just like most superhero books, cut like oh, time to go home, and they go home, and it's like just another superhero, and it's like oh, busy night tonight. Yeah. You get the groceries? Nah, I had to stop a bank robbery. You? Oh, shit, no, I had to stop Doc Ock. Oh, oh man. God. We're out of eggs, still. <laughs> How come neither one it's... of us can ever leave this apartment and not not run into trouble? We need a totally God. normal roommate. But then we have to hide everything from them. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man, the hijinks. Ah, uh, the hijinks that would ensue. Um, but she, uh, she, so she helps out the X-Men with a couple things, um, which is fun. Um, at some point, um, she, uh, at some point, Danny, um, is presumably dead. Because, in comics fashion, he is, uh, kidnapped and replaced with a duplicate, and then the duplicate dies. Um. Of course. It's, uh, it's, it's not a scroll. uh, for once. It's a, uh, some sort of, like, like, mystical plant automaton, um, cause, you know, Iron Fist stuff is actually much weirder than Skrulls, as it, as it turns out. Um, Wild. Yeah, uh, pretty whack. Um, while this is happening, also in true comic book fashion, um, Misty uh, dates uh, a supervillain without knowing he's a supervillain because he's assumed the identity of, like, an NYPD officer. <laughs> He's like, it's me, a normal man. Misty Knight, let's go on a date. Oops. Um, whoops. Uh, but, uh, she does eventually, uh, using her detective skills, uh, figure out that, uh, Danny's still alive and, uh, rescue him. Um, and... She's like, I'm sorry I dated a supervillain when I thought you were dead. Um, he's like, well, you didn't know it was a supervillain and you didn't know I wasn't dead. So, that one's, uh, that one I guess isn't really on you. Um. You gotta love an understanding man. Yeah. Um, she does also at some point, uh, briefly break up with Danny and date Luke for a little while, which is kind of awkward for everybody. Yeah. Uh, that feels very, like, high school movie sort of shenanigans. It really does. It truly does. Um, but it, uh, it doesn't last very long. Oh, also an interesting thing about, uh, uh, Misty and Danny is that they were, uh, they have the first interracial kiss in comic books. Um, which is, I mean, it's good. Probably should have been earlier than 1977, oh, but, you know. wow. Yeah, I, hmm. Yeah, it was, like, it was very, um, 
I was like trying to think earlier. I was like, Missy's not the first like black woman superhero in Marvel, is she? And I was trying to think of uh what other Storm. examples there were and Storm. Yeah, but like there's not a lot of them no. is the thing. I feel like there's still not a lot. We need more. There's really still it turns out there's still not very uh very many of them. Um uh but yeah, I was like, oh, Storm, duh. Uh but not a lot. Uh she um she does uh lose uh lose her bionic arm. It is sliced off by uh I have to say a uh a pretty cool uh publishing magnate slash mob boss named uh Celia Ricadonna. Um so if you have to get your arm your bionic arm sliced off, that's like a Pretty acceptable way for it to do it. Um, but, uh, Tony, uh, <laughs> makes her a new one. And now that Tony knows that she's, like, into superhero stuff, uh, he does add some, uh, some extra features to it. Um. I do love the idea of Tony Stark, like, getting a call and just being all like, oh, I did make you that arm, huh? Can I, like, put fun stuff in it this time? Cool. Rad. I will get it to you by the morning. Uh, I'm gonna work on this all night. I'm so excited. Um, it, so it's made of, uh, it's made of vibranium. Of course. Um, of course it is. Um, so it can, uh, like, create a repulsor field. Um, it can, uh, shoot an ice blast, which is, like, so fun. I like I wasn't really thinking that was part of her whole like aesthetic, but like it's a cool thing to do, Tony. Um Do you think he was just working on something like that and he's like, "Yeah, I'll toss it in." Yeah, I'll I mean, listen, this thing turned out to be pretty cool. I'll just put that in there. Um it can uh liquefy metals uh apparently including adamantium. Um okay. And how? Yeah. Because it's, uh, made of vibranium. Anthony, I have I some questions. It's fine. It's fine. This is a great new arm. Um, also, um, apparently he doesn't tell her this from the get-go, um, but it has some, like, uh, ability to, like, communicate with and control, like, other technology. Um... Because Tony tells her she can use it to, like, override this, like, bunch of robots that they're trying to fight. Um, which is a pretty cool thing for your arm to do. But, like, Tony, don't put stuff in people's arms and not tell them about it. Do you think he's like, yeah, I think I wrote down everything that I put in there. And then he gets with it back, like, three months later and it's like, ah, shit, I didn't tell her about the controlling robots thing. Eh, she'll figure it out. Ah, shit. Look, I was like, I was working on this thing all night. There was bound to be some stuff I forgot about. I don't take notes. You should know this about me by now. Um, she gets, um, she gets more upgrades to it as time goes on. Um, uh, Danny, uh, upgrades, or Danny pays for 
an upgrade where she can, like, shoot, like, a concussive, uh, beam. Um, later on she adds, like, a, uh, a grappling hook, um, which is cool. Um, and, uh, a, uh, like, an energy shield. Uh, all, all which are very cool. Um, most, like, definitely, like, over time, kind of, like, elevating her to, like, more, like, superheroic status than, like, very competent private detective with a sweet arm. Um, dogs, shush. Do you want to know um, something disappointing? Um, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'll hear it. So I was curious, so I went on AO3. There's only uh -huh. 37 works in the Misty Night Colleen Wing tag. That feels like a crime. It's devastating. It feels like a crime. There's like one of my favorite um panels is like it's from like I think it's from Heroes for Hire. Um and like Colleen does like uh some like sweet flips down like an elevator shaft. Um and Misty and Luke are like standing at the top of it and Misty's like, God, I love that girl so much and Luke just goes, You guys should get gay married. You can do that now. <laughs> you know you can do that, right? Why are you dating Danny? <laughs> Colleen's right there. She's right there. She's so cool. Um, that is a crime. I am not surprised because of uh the ways that fandom feels about women and about women of color and uh the way that comics fandom especially it's not great about women, but, uh, what is my dog so- My dog's very upset about the lack of works in, uh, the Misty Knight Colleen Wing category, as she should be. As we all should. Um, at some point she gets, like, a, uh, a third, uh, new arm, which, um, has, like, it can do, like, Wolverine claws and stuff. Like, it has a bunch of, like, other people's superpowers in there, apparently. Did Tony make that one? Was he just getting lazy? Um, Tony's like, I'm running out of ideas. This is just a bunch of what our friends can do. Um, but, uh, it is cool. It is fun to be like, Missy, like, we don't need Wolverine anymore. I'm Wolverine do now. Do you think that the, uh, second arm had, like, a recording device in it that every time Misty was like, oh, that was cool, I kind of wish I could do that, it made a note. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like, oh boy, I've got a whole bunch of features for you. <laughs> How did you know um, there was a recording device in the arm? Don't worry, this one has it too. It's only programmed to activate when you say that you wish you could do something. <laughs> it's totally fine. Not an invasion of privacy. She, um, during Civil War, um, she and Danny end up on opposite sides, um, because Tony, uh, asks Misty and Colleen to form a new version of, uh, the Heroes for Hire, um, to track down anti-registration superheroes. Um, and, uh, they eventually agree to it, 
Um, but, uh, Danny is, uh, not pro-registration, um, and it leads to some, uh, you know, some conflict, uh, between them. Um. One could say, a civil war. Yeah. Um, but they manage to, uh, they manage to maintain their relationship. Um, they move in together, and, uh, they, uh... Danny proposes, and then Misty finds out that she's pregnant, and then it turns out she's not actually pregnant. Um, and they end up, like, staying together, but, like, living separately. And I don't know what happened to the proposal. I don't think they're married now. (laughs) Um, but I don't know if they, uh, just, like, decided not to, or if they got married at some point and then got divorced. Because it's comics. Um, I mean, comics are just soap operas for nerds. Like, there's no way they stay happily married. It is so hard to just be married in comics. Um, She uh, is part of uh, Shadowland, uh, which is an event where uh, Daredevil comes back from, uh, like training in uh japan or something and uh is acting really weird and builds this weird like temple slash prison in hell's kitchen um and everybody's like uh matt's gotta chill out right and then it turns out he's like super possessed um you gotta love it you gotta you love to see it um but uh as part of it uh, Misty discovers that, uh, a bunch of, uh, NYPD cops, uh, including her, uh, her friend and former partner, uh, Raphael, um, were, like, uh, using this chaos as an excuse to, like, disguise themselves as, like, uh, like, ninjas of the hand and just, like, go around, like, killing criminals, um, and Misty was like, well, that's no good. Um, <laughs> this is some Punisher bullshit. Yeah, this is, listen, we only have room for one Punisher in this universe. Um, but, uh, she, uh, she, obvi- she stops, <laughs> she stops being friends with Raphael when he, you know, does that. Cause that's whack. Uh, she, uh, revamps, um, she is, uh, kind of, like, blackmailed by, uh, Puppet Master into, like, forming a new Heroes for Hire, where she's, like, kind of the mission control for it, um, but after they, uh, they, like, free her from that situation, um, she's like, actually, this was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this, but not while being controlled by a supervillain. I'm gonna do this one for me this time. Yeah. Um, she also, in, uh, in more recent years, um, she, um, she, like, forms, like, a, a band of, uh, like, gets, like, a group of, like, criminals to work as sort of like 
heroes for hire, and they're just called Misty Knight's crew. Incredible. Which is pretty, they're like, do you think we need, like, another name? She's like, no, you are my crew. That's what you're called. Um, in, uh, recent years, um, she was in, uh, a group of, uh, like, an all-female superhero group called the Fearless Defenders, um, that she led along with, uh, Valkyrie, um, that was during, uh, Marvel Now, it was, like, her, uh, Danny Moonstar was on it, uh, a few other people, um, but, uh, also during, uh, oh, there's so many, there's so many... (sighs) It's not that there's more, like, Marvel, like, initiative rebrand things than there are with DC. It's just that I know more about the DC ones. So every time I'm trying to read about Marvel now, I'm like, what the... Which one is this? <laughs> um, but during um, all new, all different Marvel, um, she is uh, helping Sam Wilson as Captain America... This is, like, the point where, like, Sam is Captain America, and Steve is also Captain America, and they're just kind of trying to figure that out. Um, I mean, nobody ever said there only had to be one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she, uh, she helps him out because she's, like, uh, going undercover, like, trying to, uh, root out, like, Hydra moles, um, and, uh... Help Sam out, because it's very hard to be a black superhero. Um, she also, apparently there's a storyline where, uh, she, uh, a bunch of, uh, female, like, superheroes and supervillains get, like, uh, nudes leaked. Um. Okay. And she, and she helps solve that. So, uh. Good. Man, even fictional women <laughs> get their nudes leaked. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. I it's it's terrible. I think like it's uh I think it's one of those I mean, I haven't read it. Maybe it's handled well. I do think it's kind of it sounds sort of like one of those things where it's like, look at us, we're aware of current issues. And it's like I mean you didn't have to put this specifically in your comic book though. Um But, uh, she also, um, she, uh, shows up in, uh, Hunt for Wolverine, which I think is one of the most, the more, uh, recent, like, major events that she's been part of, where, uh, she and, uh, Daredevil, uh, and a couple others are, like, uh, tracking- so Wolverine died- for a bit, for, like, actually longer than you would expect Wolverine to be dead. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I didn't think he could do that. Yeah, it's it's super weird. Um, but he dies for a while, and then his body goes missing. Um, and then, uh, Matt Murdock hears about this and goes, well, who is the best detective I can think of? It's my good friend Misty Knight. Um... So he, uh, enlists Misty's help to, uh, try and, uh, track down Wolverine. 
Um, which, uh, they, you know, they, they, they go on a lot of adventures. They run into these, like, androids who are friends of Wolverine's, who I had not heard of before now. These androids named, like, Albert and LCD. Okay. Who are just, like, hanging around, like... Oh, yeah, our good pal Wolverine. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, uh... It's fine, but they managed to, uh, figure out that, uh, Wolverine is alive, and, uh, Daredevil's like, alright, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell Kitty Pride about what we've, what we've discovered. Thank you for your help, Misty. Um. <laughs> Logan's alive? Are we gonna do anything? Now just tell Kitty, it's fine. Kitty, Kitty can handle it. I, this is, this is beyond our pay grade at this point. Um, anyways, Misty, uh, Misty is very rad. I do, like, I think, uh, I think it is genuinely, like, pretty cool to have a, uh, black woman amputee superhero who's, uh, been around for this long, and who, from what I can tell, has not died <laughs> remarkably. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. I'm very proud of her. Um, she's, um, she's very cool. I wish she was in more stuff. Um, I think she can do better than Danny. Um. Colleen is right there. Colleen is right there is the thing. Like, nothing, like, deeply against Danny. Um, he's, like, he's just, like, a little bit of a doofus. Um, but, like, she has this, like, you know, uh relationship with a uh extremely cool uh sword lady that has like defined you know most of her career has been teaming up with Colleen and they have like a cool nickname and stuff and they like have like a detective agency um and are like established like basically as like uh foils in a way, to, like, or, like, with, like, distaff counterparts, kind of, to, uh, Luke and Danny, who, uh, everybody ships together, and with good reason. Um, I do love Luke and Jessica, but Luke has two hands. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think, uh, IMO, more people should consider that, and I should read more about them, and then maybe I can write... <laughs> Feel confident enough to write a cool fanfiction. I believe in you. Let us both write fanfiction in this, the year of our Lord 2020. <sighs> that's, that's the ideal. Um, but yeah, she's very cool. She's a very cool part of, like, that kind of, uh, what's considered, like, the street level heroes. Like, the kind of, you know, like, Heroes for Hire, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. like. Kind of, like, lower superpower level, uh, New York City crime fighters. Um, and also interesting that, uh, she and, uh, Jessica Jones are both, like, you know, primarily known for being detectives. Um, and they should, uh, they should probably team up more often, because that's fun. More cool Lady detectives, that's what I say. Um, so you, 
You, I know, have been reading some comics this past week. If you are in our Discord channel, you will also know that I've been reading <laughs> comics this week, because I have been so annoying about it. <laughs> it's so good! We have an out-of-context... I'm of looking at your icon right now while I'm talking to you, and I love to see it. We have an out-of-context comics uh, channel on our Discord, which I literally made in the most, like, self-serving manner, because I know that when I read comics, I love to just share panels. <laughs> if something weird happens, I'm sending somebody a picture. Used to be Twitter, and then it was just <laughs> Olivia's DMs. <laughs> and now, and now we have a whole Discord server. And now it's uh, this Discord channel. Um, yeah, uh, it probably does not surprise you at all if you have been listening to the uh, past couple Green Lantern episodes. I read um. The four issues of Tales of the Green Lantern Corps from the 80s that are available on DC Universe. I read <laughs> um, the 10 issues of Green Lantern Corps 1986 that are available on DC Universe. I read Legends 1986. I read the first volume of... Uh, Justice League International. Um, and what, you might ask, do all these have in common? <laughs> it is Guy Gardner, unfortunately. Uh, God's Olivia, I have like 15 mm -hmm. tabs open to different oh my God. comics storylines on DC Universe. Oh, oh my God. And I, they Unfortunately, they don't have Justice League International on DC Universe, but I did have the first volume already in print because they had it at the comic book shop when I went in, and I was like, I've heard that this is good. And yeah, you were like, this is what Ngozi would want. I mean, yeah. I think I <laughs> got it more around when we were talking about John because he leads ah, the Justice League. good friend. Yes, our good friend John Jones. Um, but I um, finished that volume and immediately ordered the other trade paperbacks that are available. Because <laughs> I'm a mess. Good, good, um, good, good. And then this morning I... Gotta get that man out of your head. Oh, I gotta get that man out of my head. This morning I started reading um, Crisis on Infinite Earths because I'm reading a lot of things from, like, 86 and 87, which, of course, because Crisis just happened. Yeah. Everything's like, oh, you know, with the Crisis. And I'm like, dang, maybe I should actually just read the Crisis. I mean... It's just like living in 2020. You know, with the Crisis. The good news is that I'm finally using the DC Universe subscription that uh, I've been paying for <laughs> for the past couple of years <laughs> since its um, birth. Yeah, Dan Dan Didio's Get Fucked Out. Yeah. It's not Dan Didio's anymore, so it's not his Dan Didio dome. No, but gods, I, 
Oh, I started like a little thing just on DC Universe to keep track of which comics I did read in it. Good. Nobody else can look at that. It is a private list, but it, it's <laughs> just for me. This was, this was just for me to consider. I gotta um, get that man out of my head. One of my favorite um, panels or like pages that you sent is the one where Hal's like, guy, we hate you. You fuck everything up. We don't want you on the Green Lantern Corps. Just get out of here and don't come back. And Guy's like, I'll show you. I'm going to be on the Justice League. And Hal's like, no fucking way are you going to be on the Justice League. And Guy's like, we'll see. And then it's like, always sunny font. Guy is on the Justice League. <laughs> Pretty much. Just like, the... right after that, it's like, check out Justice League to see who's right. And me, with all my 2020 knowledge, I'm like, Hal, I'm sorry, just take the L on this one. Yeah. Check out the cover of, of Justice League International that features Guy front and center. Gods. I mean... Challenging the reader to a fight. <laughs> Although Guy does say, like, I'm gonna lead the Justice League, and that part is false. So... No, but he feels like he's leading it in his heart. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Batman's got him pretty scared, so yeah. unfortunately yeah. for my son. Um Oh man. Anyway, I the the bad part about reading Justice League International is I'm like, yes, I started reading this for Guy, but now I am in uh Booster Ted Hell. We are all <laughs> We are all Boostal. Boostal hell. Boostal 2020. God. Boostal 20 forever. Never forget. <laughs> Never forgive. Never forget. Absolutely. Oh. When They're married. will DC let Nagozi Ukazu write the Boostal comics run that we all deserve? <gasps> Please, DC, I'm begging you. It's what we need in these dark times. <laughs> oh, did you read comics? Um... I did not pick up any new comics. Um, Neither did I. I don't know if I've... Yeah, you've just been doing this. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but I have been reading the Adventure Zone Pedals to the Metal graphic novel. Um, According to uh, the USPS Informed Delivery app, mine should be here tomorrow, right in time for my <gasps> birthday. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so exciting! Yeah, my birthday's on Wednesday. That's right. <gasps> ah! Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad it's getting to you. It's very good. Nobody needs me to tell them this. Um, but it is great. They keep getting better, uh, consistently with, like, the podcast continuing to get better as it goes on, the graphic novels. Um, also just keep on getting better. Um, I just want to look at Carrie Peaches, Sloan, and Hurley all day and do nothing else but just look at them and think about them. Oh, so, good. 10 out of 10. Um, God's bless Carrie Peach. She's been doing she the real is, work out here. She has, since day one, she has been putting in the work. 
and I respect that about her. I'm looking right now, I'm blowing a little kiss, I can see my poster that she drew um, for the Taz Boston live show. That's funny because I was also looking at the poster for the Boston Taz live show that you gave me. Amazing! Um, the only poster I have framed on my wall. It's a perfect poster from a perfect show where you can hear me scream very loudly <laughs> in a brief and fleeting instant. <laughs> um, Realizes my Clark. <laughs> my legacy on this earth. Um, the world's number one Clark fan, statistically. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you uh, want to keep up with us, see new episodes, that sort of thing. You can follow us on uh, Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and our Facebook group. Um, Twitter is where we have the most stuff. The rest of them are just, like, new episodes as they go up. Um, we have a Discord server if you want to see any of those excellent uh, panels. Um, in our Out of Context Comics channel, or anything else, talk about video games or your pets or whatever is going on. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. Um, we, uh, put out a great and very, uh, indulgent bonus episode recently. Um, boy, howdy, did all of we? Our bonus episodes are very indulgent, but if you want to hear us talk about things that we are personally very passionate about, uh, that's the place to go. Um, I mean, that's kind of what the whole podcast is, but we get I mean, very self-indulgent yeah, in sure. the bonus. <laughs> yeah, just real, just real niche content that, uh, apparently people are still paying us money to hear, so I guess it's working. Um, if you uh, can't uh, support us there, but you still want to help us out, leaving ratings and or reviews is a great way to do that. Um, telling a friend if you think they'd uh, enjoy the show. And just coming back and listening, just like you have done today. Um, so thank you very much for being with us here on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, Colleen Wing is right there. Kiss Colleen Wing, Misty Knight. She's right there. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>